Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. This is Julianne Condia, host of Rewritten. Thank you so much for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. It's Selena, and you are listening to Stories from Planet Earth. Today we have on Rosa. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast and to just chat about all the exciting things you have going on right now. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. So usually I start off just by getting an idea of where my guests are from. So you live in Colorado currently, right? I do live in Colorado currently. I have been here pretty much my whole life. Um, I'm adopted, so my I was actually born here, and we bounced around a little bit because my birth dad um, was in the military, so I did get to move out in and out of the state a few times, and then I was also adopted by military. Um, but when my when I was adopted, uh, my parents were actually retiring, thank goodness, so I just kind of ended up here still. <laughs> Great, and are you like here for life, like true blue Coloradan? Um, I do really, really love Colorado, but I do want to venture out. Um, I don't think I want to live here forever, unfortunately, Um, but I have no idea where I'm going to end up, so we'll see. Yeah, it's always good to keep an open mind, I think. It is so hard to leave Colorado, though. I've been here pretty much my whole life, too. (laughs) I guess that's true, because every time I leave, I really do end up back here, so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so jumping into it, could you just give us a quick rundown of what you have going on in your life because it does seem like you're super busy and you have some exciting projects coming up. Yes. So um, my day job was being a server and then the, the pandemic happened and I'm not really doing that anymore. Um, it wasn't really that fulfilling and I just kind of decided to take this time to be with my kids and like I kind of just started getting really creative with my own dreams and I do have a YouTube. So I kind of like started out um, with the YouTube and I was really into that for a second and then I kind of just dove deeper into the things that like I'm into and decided I wanted to start like a whole cosmetics line so that's where we're at now but I'm just like I've always been very immersed in like the beauty world and that's pretty much all I'm doing right now aside from like you know the babies and all that good stuff and being a wife but like I'm pretty immersed in in beauty and doing YouTube videos and creating this lip gloss and like trying to make I'm looking into making like eyeshadows and face products and stuff like that so it's been really fun yeah that is really really exciting stuff um what exactly drew you to makeup in this um beauty community so I got really into makeup back in like middle school and I think I got into it the same way that most little girls get into makeup. I was just watching my mom do her makeup and was really fascinated by it. And so I started wearing it. And of course, in my household, I was definitely not allowed to wear makeup. I grew up, I'm adopted by um, 
traditional Puerto Rican family and they're just not really about their like you're if you're younger than 18 they don't really want you wearing makeup I guess so I didn't really get to wear it um without getting in trouble but I didn't really care I just kind of kept doing it because I've I've just always been so so obsessed with it it always made me feel so much better about myself and um in high school I actually had to walk to school every morning and I hated that because I'm just lazy I guess but um (laughs) my dad would leave for work super early so if I wanted to be dropped off and not have to walk, he would just drop me off at school at like 6 a.m. And I would just go straight to the bathroom and spend that whole time um, playing with makeup. And that's how I got good at it, actually. And then from there, um, I don't know, just like watching YouTubers and stuff made me really want to get into like influencing. And I just kind of want to do everything, honestly. I, I, I don't even know if I'm like going to keep up with my YouTube. I'm like really bad about it. Um, but I just want to do everything really when it comes to like beauty. Um, I tried to do freelancing for a little bit, which didn't really work out as well for me. I don't think I'm like that great at freelancing, but literally everything else. <laughs> and so freelancing, you mean like doing other people's makeup? Yes. So I did get into that for a second. Um, but I feel like there's like some pressure that comes with freelancing on people. Um, I think that um, it's important for like clients to remember like your face is very, very different and unique than anyone else's face and it's very unique to you I guess so uh it's important to remember that like makeup artists need to practice on your face and I think that uh I was just kind of getting like a lot of clients that weren't really understanding that like you you, you're not going to go into get your makeup done and it'd be perfect the first time like especially for weddings and stuff like that I just thought there was like a lot of I just felt very pressured I guess doing people's makeup because they just like always thought it would come out exactly like mine like first time go kind of stuff and like there's just like so much that goes into it and so much practice and you know, it is like human touch as well. So I, I do pay attention to that. I like to make sure everyone has good energy around me, especially if I'm going to be like working on their face. And it just became like a lot, I guess. So I didn't really get too deep into like freelancing before I decided I didn't really want to do that. But yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that would be a little bit less fun than doing it on your own terms and, you know, getting to practice on yourself. Definitely, definitely different. And so through this whole quarantine season, have you been keeping up with, you know, doing your makeup every day or is it something that you just do like every once in a while? Like, what's that look like since we're living in such a a weird world right now? So I will say at the beginning of quarantine, um, I was pretty depressed and worried about all of the things that are happening in the world. So I was not I did take a little bit of a break where and things just didn't feel normal to me either. Like I have a hard time keeping up with like my usual activities when things like so many things are happening like my brain is just so scrambled so in the beginning I definitely like was not doing any makeup but like as uh things go on and start feeling like a little more normal I guess I have gotten pretty deep getting back into it so I mean before the pandemic I think I would say I was doing it a few times a week and then I kind of like stopped altogether for I want to say like a month maybe like a month and a half And then I'm back in it now and like trying really hard to make sure I'm doing it a few times a week. It's like hit and miss, especially like with the kids at home and going stir crazy. But I try to do it a few times a week for sure. Yeah, I could imagine it's just such an intense time for all of us. And I could imagine having to, you know, tend to children at the same time and tend Mm -hmm. to yourself and tend to your relationship. That adds a whole other layer to just the madness of it all. Definitely. (laughs) I don't know. I've been trying to like set the mood in my home and like light candles. You know, I'm trying to make sure I don't get lost in all of the things that are happening. And like, it's important to keep up with your your hobbies and things that you're into because you know that brings you happiness. So I'm definitely trying to. And since I've been back into doing my makeup, and since I've been making these glosses, I have definitely felt so much happier 
than I did at the beginning of the pandemic when I was like stuck in bed and like worried and anxious. So yeah, yeah, I believe it. I think that one of the most important things in, you know, being home all the time is getting yourself ready to a certain extent. I know that I always feel better whenever I like change out of my PJs, you know, get ready a little bit, even if I'm not going anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's definitely easy to like when you're not getting dressed and stuff like that to get like in a slump, you know? Yeah, definitely. It just adds to the layer of just ickiness, I guess. Exactly. Like, it's not even cozy at that point. It's just ugh, like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so funny how those subtle things can have such an effect on us. Like just changing your shirt, you know? Right? (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your makeup brand that you're working on right now. Yes. It's called Smooch, right? It is. It's called Smooch by Rosa, but I just call it Smooch too. I just felt like putting my name in there. (laughs) Yeah, why not, right? What was the motivation to start this makeup line and how has it been creating it so far? So one of the questions I actually get a lot is like, where do you want to end up in makeup? And I do always have a hard time answering that, but I have always, always, always wanted to make cosmetics. There's just something about like, I don't know, pressing things into a pan and getting to like customize a shade that just like glows on your skin, like whether it's like a highlighter or powder or foundation or a lip gloss. I just like really love the idea of making a cosmetic. And I've always like very been very interested in how um, companies make their cosmetics. Like what does the packaging look like? Like what goes into it? So I've always like really been interested in like that side of the makeup world. Um, Cause it is, I feel like that is creating cosmetics is very, very different than just using them, you know? Um, Cause you have to have like that background knowledge, like with what's going in there and the skincare that goes in with it and everything. Like it is definitely a complex process, but I've always, always, always want, like been interested in it. And I've always wanted to kind of follow in Rihanna's footsteps and make a line that's inclusive. I think that's like so important because I hate when I go somewhere to buy makeup or if I'm trying to get a product and it's not available for me. You know, I think that's like really, I don't know, unfair. I think that companies need to do better about making things that are for everyone. So like, that's just kind of, yeah. a, I don't know. I, it just really hit me kind of randomly. I saw this post on Facebook and it was like a bunch of like cute little glosses on keychains, And I don't know, it just like really spoke to me for some reason. And I decided to go with my gut and that felt like now was the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with so much time, I think a lot of people have been tapping into those things that they've always wanted to do, but have never really had the time or the means to do. So I think it's so cool that you're just taking it and you're running with it. Yeah, see, that's like exactly what it is. I'm because like I get this question so much and I never know how to explain it, but that is perfect. I really am just going with it, like trying to do it all intuitively and trying to just go and like listen to my gut not my head because at first I really was kind of nervous like well what if I can't do this what if it's a terrible product but that's not happening at all so like I'm really happy I'm like really proud of my product and I really took the time to do some research and I really am putting money into my ingredients so yeah I'm like, really proud of it yeah that's I so wish cool. I could give you a gloss I don't know I, I forgot all about the pandemic for a second wanted to come bring you a gloss but I'll definitely have to get you one. <laughs> oh, thank you so much yeah I've been wanting yeah, to course. try one for sure I keep seeing them pop up on my Twitter feed and I'm like oh my god they look so pretty yes I will have some out in a few days 100 <laughs> percent yeah so what exactly goes into creating the products like don't you don't have to give away any trade secrets or anything I'm just curious like how do you even begin to physically make a product like that 
So the first thing I had to do was come up with my name. Uh, it's important to like, you know, get your label out there. And like, you definitely want to have something that, you know, when people take pictures of it and stuff, you want your label on there. So the first thing I did was the name, which did take me a really long time to come up with because uh, I don't know, with Rosa, it's like not really like a cool, like there's no cool nicknames that go with Rosa. So like it took me a while to come up with that. But once I came with, up with that and like chose like a color scheme, which is like, uh, I don't know, my brand's going to be very like rose gold slash holographic. Um, I got those labels going. And then um, um, when it comes to like, I figured starting with lip glosses would be like an easy, simple start, obviously with like powder products and eyeshadows and stuff like that. There's a lot of science that goes into that. So I have to do more research. And I just figured glosses were going to be the easiest thing to start with. And with glosses, you just kind of, you have to start with like a base gel and then the rest is basically skincare and um, oils and stuff like that. And I just kind of started off with my gel and like you mix the ingredients in until you get like the consistency that you're looking for. And for me, I personally do not like a like heavy sticky gloss. I like my glosses to be more shiny. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of played with the formula until I found like the perfect ratio of like gels versus the skincare and oil ingredients. And then I just fill the tubes up and throw that label on there. And that's like how the glosses are made. Cool. And how many products do you have at this point in time? Oh my goodness. I don't even know. So I have, I probably should have counted before I started, but <laughs> um, I want to say I have over 10 different glosses created um, in total so far. And I definitely, I have to restock all of them, but I kind of just like stare at all of my decorative stuff, like my like confetti and like the cosmetic glitters and like the colors, all the stuff that goes into that. And I really do just kind of like, well, that's a pretty color and this is a pretty glitter and this is really nice confetti. And I just kind of like smush it together and like it just creates something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I really like all of the different shades you have and the the little glitters and the confetti. It's so unique to me. And I just think Thank it's you. so, it's cool. Like, I I love that. I think it's probably such a creative process to put those different colors together. Yeah, it really is. And I've always been like that with my makeup, too, even with my eyeshadow. Like, I never go into anything with, like, a solid idea. Um, like, I might have, like, a good idea, but, like, I never go into it with that completely set in my mind. I like to sit and kind of stare at the colors for a second. And I really just go with, like, what speaks to me. And it usually ends up working out. Yeah, definitely. So shifting gears a little bit, I'm wondering, for somebody who is brand new or just starting out in makeup, what are your tips for them? Brand new and just starting out with makeup. That is a really good question. Um, For one, don't be too hard on yourself. I think that a lot of people I speak to that like don't know how to do their makeup or they need tips or help, they get really frustrated. Like, I just can't do eyeshadow. It just doesn't work on my face or on my eyes. And I don't believe that. I fully believe that you can make most products universal. Um, I think it's a matter of just learning your own face, your own features, your own eyes, and also being bold. I think a lot of people think that they can't pull something off because they're not used to seeing themselves with that. But I truly believe that you can pull off anything that you want to pull off. But you just have to figure out how to pull it off and how to work with it and how to make it work for you. Like, I think some people are intimidated by color as well, which I definitely used to be a neutral person. When I started off with makeup, I played with color, but like for my my makeup for going out and everything did start neutral. And then now I can't stop with color. And I always feel like, I feel like I take it over the top, but I love it, you know? And I think that 
it, beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. I think people are just too hard on themselves. You have to give yourself some credit and like understand that it is an art, just like painting and drawing, and it does take practice and it can be fine tuned. Yeah, definitely. And that goes back to what you were saying before about freelancing, that everybody's face is so different, whether you have like hooded eyelids or, you know, the shape of your face. So I can imagine that kind of comes right, into play yeah. too. Right, yeah, like skin texture, where your eyebrows sit on your face, all of that like is going to affect how you do your makeup, you know? Yeah, and it truly is an art form. Like I admire you and everybody that is so artful with it because it is like for me, I am not great at makeup. I, I play around with it a little bit, but I just look at some of the looks you come out with and I'm like, wow, that is literally a masterpiece. I'm so flattered. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, um, I think that some people can dismiss it as this, oh, it's makeup, but I, I really think it takes a lot of skill and effort and patience. Yeah, it definitely does. And like people don't really talk like it's very hard to like look into a mirror and see yourself like reflected back and then basically paint on your face. Like people don't really think about it that way, but that really is what it is. Like you're, you know, it's much to me, it's like much easier to draw like what's in front of me, you know, if I have paper, you know, rather than like, oh my gosh, this is my face. Like I have things on my face that move, like, you know, I have to work around all this stuff. So it is like it does. There is a lot that goes into it for sure when you're learning, especially. Yeah, and so many different products to choose from too. Absolutely, there are like I I like have a huge problem with like wanting every single product that comes out. But yeah, there's like a lot. There is a lot to choose from, and a lot of different styles. And there's just so much. It is an endless world of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any favorite products at all? Um. So I really love Rihanna's line. Of course, it's like one of my favorites. Um. I really, really, really love Charlotte Tilbury makeup. Um, my favorite favorite I do play with color a lot but like my all-time favorite makeup is wedding glam I love 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 like wedding makeup but on myself since I, I don't really freelance too much but I will do it on myself all day I just love a soft like rose gold glam or like a soft liner is like really nice for me and Charlotte Tilbury has products that are like made for that like if I were to do a wedding party's makeup I would use all Charlotte Tilbury products most likely that's my favorite brand hands down Sweet. Well, I'll have to look into that because I've never heard of that brand. <laughs> yes. Please let me know what you think. But yeah, she definitely, she does the makeup for, or she used to do makeup for the Victoria's Secret runway models when oh, wow. they were doing all their shows and stuff. So it's been, that's actually how I discovered her because she has a product called uh, the Hollywood Flawless Filter and it's a multi-use product. You can use it as like a primer, a highlighter. Um, you can mix it with your foundation. And I do all of those things every single time. I prime with it. I top my face off with it. I love it so, so much. And that's the very first product I got from her. But it's very, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it just makes you, it's that lit from within glow, but like mm -hmm. a little, a little more, like a little extra. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. So I did want to ask you what your thoughts are surrounding the opinion that the beauty community can be a little bit dramatic. Because I know there's a lot of key figures online that... Mm -hmm have these very um, volatile presences? Like, what do you think about all that? So I definitely 100% agree that the beauty community can definitely be dramatic. Um, I do think it's like hard because there are good people in the beauty community, but beauty in general is just one of those things where it can be toxic. I do think people can get wrapped up in their looks and want to be better than everyone else. And I do think 
that not everyone sees makeup as an art form. They might see it as like, oh, my makeup's better than this person. It's more of like a status thing for them, or they might be doing it for reasons that are not fully pure, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because I do see that a lot. It is very hard to like defend the beauty community with all of the problematic people that it does have. But I do think that there is a beautiful part of the community if you just find those people, if that makes sense. But I do think there are a lot of problems with the beauty community. I do think that a lot of the wrong people are popular right now in the beauty community and they definitely should not be. And they're there for the wrong reasons. And they're just very vain and like full of themselves. And it actually has kind of pushed me away from doing my YouTube. So like I do my YouTube and I was doing it pretty regularly for a while. And I have taken pretty much, I haven't uploaded anything since the pandemic happened. And like a lot of that is because of, you know, cancel culture and all this stuff that's coming out with all these beauty gurus. It's just like not even really a fun place anymore. And I haven't even really been keeping up with the regular gurus that I normally watch. It's just like been very uh, negative feeling to me, I guess. And I don't like that because I don't want it to ruin like my experience, I guess. But there are good people out there. There are definitely people out there who make it about beauty and just beauty and just about feeling beautiful and just about making yourself feel good and not you know, people who are just not involved in the drama, you know, like, I feel like a lot of these beauty gurus want to be involved in that drama. And they're definitely, you know, there for the wrong reasons, 100%. They're just there to make the money. They're not really there to uh, preach happiness and spread happiness and spread knowledge. And I don't know, really bugs me, actually, It really bugs me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think it's unfortunate, because I think when you talk about makeup, and what it's, you know, kind of, what its role is it should also come hand in hand with like self-acceptance and love and like the art of it and it is unfortunate it is unfortunate to see like some of these people making it into this dramatic landscape like it's it's really unfortunate it truly is and I, I will never understand it either like I don't understand people that like want to be involved in that like why not just do this like for what it is rather than making it into but I guess you know I guess there are always people like that there are always people like that in every field and you know everywhere I just think it's like really rampant in the beauty community just because like you know because of what beauty is you know I guess (laughs) yeah and I think it is just kind of like traditionally makeup you know has been for women not that that is the case now but I think that we as a society have had this had have had this tendency to pit women against women and yeah I definitely agree with that yeah and so now it's kind of like within this beauty community it is filled with you know a lot of different gender expression now but it is still that kind of innate like something feminine has to be pit against something else feminine yeah like I just want to get on and watch you do your eyeshadow like why can't we just do that instead (laughs) yeah right Well, I certainly hope that that changes because it is, I think it can be a very beautiful community and an uplifting community if, you know, the right people are at the head of it. Yeah, and I'm actually really glad we had this conversation because it has been on my mind lately. Like, am I going to keep like quit YouTube or should I keep going? And I almost feel like it would be better if I kept going because, you know, be the change that you wish to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of the time we discredit ourselves thinking that, oh, you know, like, I only play a small part in it, but I think every positive person contributing to that is important. So I I would say that you should definitely continue and, you know, be that positive voice in it. Yeah. I think everything happens for a reason. So, like, maybe that's why I needed to be on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Question answered. (laughs) 
I hope so. And I think that um, it, I would definitely love to see more YouTube videos from you. Okay, I will definitely do that 100%. Thank you for this conversation. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, so shifting gears again, I wanted to talk a little bit about just motherhood. You have two little girls, right? I do. I have yeah. Raina, who is my almost five-year-old. She will be five on August 26th. And then I have Zalia, and she is going to be three on August 23rd. So just baby babies still. Yeah, they're still pretty little. <laughs> yeah. So what has been the most uh, fulfilling part about motherhood and what has been the most challenging part? Um, so most fulfilling part, I think, true, I, I know, like, every parent says this, but truly watching my kids blossom into who they are. I don't, I think people when you get pregnant, you just, oh, like, there's a baby, like, I don't think that you really 100% know what to expect, even if you have siblings, whether you've babysat, like being an actual, I don't know, having a child is just so different than like, just being around them, I guess. Yeah. Like watching my children, like, you know, like, from birth, not being able to talk at all. And then now they're these little toddlers and a kid who are they have their own personality and they're little parts of me and my husband just running around and I don't know it just like really fills my heart up in a way that nothing else ever could to be able to watch them actually grow and change and have their own thoughts and their own opinions even though they're little like they just they're very vocal about how they feel about things and I really love that like my kids are very sassy but they know how to stand up for themselves and mm -hmm. I'm gonna take full credit for that. <laughs> But yeah, I know, awesome. it is definitely really rewarding to watch them be um, strong girls already. And I know they're going to become strong women. And it's just such a wild ride, like watching them. And it definitely is so fulfilling to know that, you know, my parenting and like my choices and like what I show them are why that's happening. And I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of my husband and I'm so proud of my kids. I'm like emotional just talking about them. <laughs> oh, that that's really sweet. And then I'd say the most challenging thing would be I'm not a very patient person and you just can't not be patient. You have to be patient with your kids because they're little and they're frustrated and their emotions are very unregulated. So you just kind of have to be the calm, cool, collected person in, you know, your arguments with them. And that's been like my hardest thing is you can't just be like, don't talk back to me. Like you, you kind of, you know, it's important to explain yourself to your kids. It's important to apologize to your kids. Like, I don't know, like every, literally everything that you do as a parent 100% affects your kids. So I, the most challenging thing is like making sure you are accountable, making sure that you are doing your absolute best at all times, you know, because it is so, so important and so crucial to how they turn out when they grow up and how they yeah. handle situations. And I, th I think that, you know, it's really obvious, you know, if you're not putting your all in, you know, you see that reflected back in your kids' behavior. So, I mean, that's been the most challenging because I beat myself up sometimes and you know, I have to like remind myself to be patient, remind myself to be calm a lot of the time. But, you know, I think uh, I think we all go through that. Every mom goes through that for sure. Yeah. And I do like that perspective of kind of apologizing to your kids, explaining things to your kids, because I think that's not something that has been very common in parenting. And that's something I see more and more of talked about online. Yeah, because people don't like I think that people need to take a second and think about what they were thinking and how they felt when they were children. Like you really don't understand a lot of the things that are happening. And like, even like in my own childhood, 
there were a lot of times that I wish my parents would have just, hey, like, why can't I do this? Why is this not a good thing for me to do? Why am I in trouble for this? Like, if I could just know those whys rather than because I said so, you know, like, I think it's like really important to like get that from your parents to get that explanation. Because as an adult, like you're good, if you ask something, someone will explain it to you. So like, why would it be different when you're a child? And like, same thing with apologies, like you can't expect your kids to be able to effectively apologize to other people if like you're not doing it with them, you know? And like parents slip up. I like think that it's also important to remember that parents are still humans and your kids are pretty much watching you grow up because you're always growing. So it's important to remember like you can make mistakes, you do make mistakes. Just make sure you do the right thing, you know, by your kids. That just because they're kids doesn't mean like I don't think it, your your relationship with your kids has to be like an authority figure and then the child, you know, like I feel like with my kids, I try to see them as my equal because they are my equals. They're just younger than me and they're just learning. And that's literally the only difference. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so important. And I hope one day if I ever become a mother, I can, you know, carry that kind of attitude on. Um, I'm sure you I can will. imagine. Yeah, I can imagine it's just it's not talked about enough. I think that parents are human and there's a lot of, you know, complex, I don't know, grappling to do. Like, you have these little beings that you're raising, but you're also kind of maintaining yourself and growing. And I think that's something that we should, you know, keep in mind and, you know, humanizing parents, if that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. I think a lot in a lot of people's minds, like, you're, you know, and I've experienced it even in my own friendships and relationships that, like as a parent, like, oh, well, you should just be perfect because you're a parent. And like, that's the furthest. I mean, even before I had kids, I guess, you know, I might have been a lot more judgy uh, with, you know, parents, but I wasn't a parent, you know, and now that I am, I know like things don't just, you're not like a hundred percent perfect person just because you became a parent, you know, that's still, you're still growing just like everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the difference there would just be, you know, you just have to think a little harder before you do things. But other than that, yeah, like you are still just growing and learning. Yep, totally. Um, so what is next for you? What are your goals and what are you looking forward to in the future? Um, I really don't know. how. So I guess I don't really even have any. I have a really hard time and I've always had a hard time with like, when people ask me like, well, what's your, like your five-year plan? Like, where do you see yourself going? Cause I feel like my life really just changes so wildly all the time. And I never notice it while it's changing, but like sitting here right now, thinking back to where I thought I was going to be five years ago, like so different, like not at all, like where I thought I was going to be. So like, I don't know, I kind of gave up on like thinking about where I'm going to be like, you know, down the road, I'm kind of just trying to do everything intuitively, everything by my gut. Not sure yet if that's like the smartest idea, but so far it's been working. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of talking to my husband about this too, because I have no idea, like, will I like get really big on YouTube and keep doing that? Or will I really get big doing this uh, cosmetics line? Am I going to keep doing that? Or is it just a phase? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I do know that like I, something good is in store for me. Like, I definitely know that like my heart is definitely full knowing that I can, I, I'm going to make it and my kids can have everything they want and I'm going to have the life that I dream of. And I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of manifesting it, but I don't know what I'm manifesting exactly, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. I feel that I'm in a similar boat to that because I'm not really sure right. what is next in the future for me. But I think that's cool that you have such a fluid thinking behind it because I think we get too structured sometimes. And we do get that like five-year plan, but truth be told, I think that 
most of the time those five-year plans don't work out exactly how we think they're going to work out anyways. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I get really disappointed with myself if I set a goal and I don't meet it. And it really starts a lot of like negative, you know, old habits for me with like the way I talk to myself. And I'm trying to really stay away from like limiting beliefs and like telling myself I can't do something or that I should be disappointed in myself for not being able to do something by a certain time. I, I think my kids really changed that for me too, because obviously they kind of changed because uh, my plans kind of revolve around them. So mm-hmm. now I, I, I really just am in it for the ride. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is a great perspective and a great way to live too. Yeah, it really has improved like the, my way of life, uh, not having such set in stone things. Like, it, it really has been so fun and like uplifting for me. Yeah, that is great. Okay, so where can the listeners find you and your products? So I'm currently working on a site, which is like incredibly difficult. I didn't realize that building a website <laughs> would be as hard as it actually is. Um, but I'm trying to work on a good, I want to give my customers a really nice, easy site to navigate through. So I'm working really hard on that right now. But for now, um, I just do small batch releases. Like every single time I get tubes in and like my materials and stuff, I just go and like, I just put them up right away. Cause I just want to get my product out there and I want everyone to be able to try it. Um, but I think my next drop will probably be, um, with the site and that everything can be done on my site. But like for now, everything can be done on my Smooch by Rosa Twitter or my Smooch by Rosa Instagram. And I will always have those accounts too. Even when my site comes out, I will always do uh, customer service and everything on those sites. But yeah, they, I will make sure that everyone has like a very direct way to get their product. But for now, yeah, it's just the Twitter and the Instagram Smooch by Rosa. Great. Well, everybody go out and check out her stuff. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to just chat a little bit about what you're up to and um i wish you all the luck moving forward with anything you end up you know pursuing awesome i'm so honored to be on your podcast and thank you so so much for having me and this is a really uplifting conversation for me and i'm really glad that we had it but i really got something out of this conversation as well good i'm glad to hear that Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Stories from Planet Earth. If you have some time, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Find us on Instagram at SFPE Podcasts. I'll talk to you next week. When you place a wager with William Hill Sportsbook, every sports moment becomes even more interesting. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill mobile app. And when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Must be present in Virginia. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting. With William Hill Sportsbook. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.